Sunday Showcase, highlighting some of the best audio storytelling found anywhere. All right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audiences. Welcome back to Mutual Presents. I'm Jack Ward with my heterosexual life partner, Penny the Cat. And this week, we're a little down because it's the end of summer. So we thought, who best to cheer us up but the adventures of Maisie. Today's misadventures include Maisie inherits the Millvale Sentinel and Maisie wrecks a wreck and bags a bag. I wonder if Maisie's writers are moonlighting as writers from Voyage of the Scarlet Queen. Or are they all paid extra money more in the titles? All these questions and so much more remain unanswered as we wind back our clocks and listen to the days of laughs in the past. Hiya, babe. Say how about you and I... Ouch! Does that answer your question, buddy? The Adventures of Maisie, starring Anne Southern. You all remember Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer's famous Maisie pictures. In just a moment, you'll hear Maisie in radio, starring the same glamorous star you all went to see and loved on the screen, Anne Southern. But first, your announcer. I'm Maisie, like the man said, from the place that tree grew in, Brooklyn. My real name is Mary Anastasia O'Connor, after my mother's favorite sister. But I took the name of Maisie Revere because I figured after I became a star on the stage, they'd be able to save money on electric bulbs when they put my name up in lights. Oh, I could have been a star, too, all right. But I wanted to get there the hard way, with my talent. So today I made the grand tour of the theatrical agencies again. Got the same pitch. Nothing today. Don't call us. We'll call you. I was a little tired having walked about a million miles. I'll bet if I were wearing open-toed shoes, my feet would have sneaked out and left me. Anyway, I just about made it to the park, and I was just about to flop down on one of the benches when I heard the cry. (coughs) Oh, what's the matter, little girl? You lost? Oh, well, don't cry, honey. You got plenty of time for that when you're grown up and married. Tell Maisie what's wrong. Little Sammy, he just fell in. Oh, well, maybe if I told you a story, you'd feel that. Fell in? Right there, in the lake. I don't want him to get drowned. I don't want him to. Oh, well, don't worry, honey. He won't get drowned. Here, hold my shoes. There's nothing here at all, honey. The only sign of life around here is that duck. That's little Sammy. 
Well, maybe I'd better... Sammy is a duck? Why didn't you tell me? He didn't ask me. Oh. Please get Sammy for me, lady. Mommy said if I lost at him, she'd kill me. Hmm. It's a very tempting idea. But here's your duck anyway. Oh, what are you bellyaching about, Sammy? You just got your feet wet. Well, here's your pet, honey. <laughs> that water was cold. Oh, thank you, lady. I'll mention your name when I say my prayers. Well, thanks. What is your name? Oh, just refer to me as stupid. I think the party concerned will understand. Come on, Sammy. Mommy's waiting for us over there, under the shady tree. <laughs> well, well, miss, we look a wee bit moist. Did you fall in the lake? No, I jumped in. Jumped in? For a bit of a swim, perchance? No, I sometimes get lonesome, and when I do, I feel like talking to fish. You wouldn't have a towel on you, would you, officer? No, I'm fresh out. Oh. But I'm sure they'll have some up at Belfield Hospital. Belfield? They got some nice padded cells for people who like to talk to fish. Oh, well, I was just kidding, officer. I jumped in the lake to save a life. Oh, well, that's different. I'll have to report this. What's your name and address? Maisie Revere. Mm -hmm. 1325 East 12th Street. You can send the medal there. Mm. And who was it you pulled out of the water? Little Sammy. Oh. What was his second name? <laughs> well, I didn't ask him. You see, I don't talk very good duck. Duck? Duck? Yeah. That's what I jumped in to save from drowning. Oh, very brick. You jumped in to save a duck from drowning. <laughs> yeah. Sounds a little crazy, don't it? I hope they have your size straight jacket at Belfield. I'm not crazy, officer. Honest, I'm not. Oh, of course you ain't. You just happen to enjoy having conversations with fish and like to give swimming lessons to ducks. Mm -hmm. Come along, miss. No, you don't. Come back here. Come back. Hey! Well, I'm all packed, Mrs. Kennedy, and I'll send you the back rent as soon as I can. Maisie, honey, you shouldn't run away like this. You're not crazy. I know it and you know it, but do those psychiatrists at Belfield know it? No. No nut houses for me, Mrs. Kennedy. I saw what it did to Olivia de Havilland in the snake pit. Well... Goodbye, Maisie, and don't worry about me. If the police come and question me, I'll say that... It... Oh, my goodness. The police. They're, they're here to take me to Belfield. What'll I do now, Mrs. Kennedy? Here, put on this apron and uh, and pretend you're the maid. Oh. Start sweeping the floor. Oh, okay. How's this? It's not bad. Not bad. Uh, now try using the broom. Oh, yeah. I knew I forgot something. All right, I'm coming. Keep your straitjacket on. I mean your shirt. Hey, pardon me, I'm looking for a young There's lady. There's nobody here by that name. There isn't? Well, she's also known as Maisie Revere. But she never lived here either. And besides, she ain't coming back. Who are you, miss? Me? I'm, um, I'm, uh... uh she's the maid. Yeah, the maid. Oh, and now will you please raise both your feet? I got a sweep under them. The maid, eh? Mm -hmm. Do you always wear your hat when you sweep? My hat? Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> well, you see, I, um... Uh, um... Mrs. Kennedy. Well, uh, she, um... She just started working here. Yeah. And I don't know whether I'm going to like it here yet. No. She's the temperamental type of maid. You say two wrong words to her and she quits. But, miss... Those are the two words. I quit. Send my suitcase, madam. Goodbye. Now, wait a minute, miss. From the description I was given, you resemble the Maisie Revere I'm looking for. 
You see, she's a girl... Oh, well, that's just a coincidence. Most of us women are girls. Now, if you don't mind... A very pretty girl. Oh. (laughs) About five, two. One and a half. Beautiful blue eyes. Really? Lovely hair. (laughs) Skin like satin. Well, (laughs) look, Sonny. Oh, please don't interrupt the nice man. Go on, mister. A gorgeous figure. No kidding. Oh, that's not Maisie at all. Is it, um, Hilda? It ain't? I mean, uh, by yump and yiminy, it ain't. No. Maisie is tall, thin, and lumpy. She has a face like a horse. An attractive horse. But that would only interest another horse. Look, if Seabiscuit ever gets back, tell her that Philip Carter from Millvale was here to tell her about her uncle's will. Goodbye. Will? Will? Will. Oh, well, wait a minute, Will. I mean, Phil. I mean, mister. Um, don't go. I'm not really what you think. I'm, um... Yes? I'll get it. Oh, my goodness, it comes. I'm looking for a girl. Well, I hope you find one. Goodbye. Her name is Maisie Revere. Where is she? Nobody seems to know, officer. All right, Bob. What are you doing here anyway? Well, I'm looking for Maisie Revere. When I find her, I've got some news about an inheritance. And when I find her, it means the nut house. Well, don't look at me. I don't even know her. Um, what did she inherit? Well, her uncle... Never mind. Her... I'm asking the questions here. You, pretty face, when will Maisie Revere be back? Oh, well, I don't know. I wasn't talking to you. I mean you. Uh, me? Yeah. Uh, gee. Yeah, who are you? Uh, well, uh, um, well, she's the maid here. She's um, sweeping up the dusk. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> See? In that half... No, in the dustpan, silly. Wait a minute, officer. Just what is this Maisie Revere wanted for? Well, yeah. um, she's supposed to be crazy because she jumped in the lake to save a duck from drowning. <laughs> silly, ain't it? Uh, wait a minute. If you don't know her, how could you know that? Well, well uh, um, uh, you better go now, officer. We've got a lot of straightening out to do. I'm staying here till the dame comes back. When she does, tell her she inherited a newspaper. Well, she ain't coming back. She... What newspaper? Look, I'm asking the questions around here. I'm sorry. That's better. What newspaper? Her Uncle Patrick's. Look, enough of this. I'm going to search this house. Now, out of my way. Now, just a moment, officer. Do you have a search warrant? Well... Oh, yeah, now we got him. Do you have a search warrant? Officer, do you have a search warrant? According to Amendment 7 of the Bill of Rights of the Constitution of the United States, any attempt to search without a warrant is considered an invasion of the civil rights. Yes, officer. It's an invasion of... uh... What he said. Uh, you didn't know that, did you? Yeah, okay, okay. I'll go down to headquarters and get a search warrant. That's the trouble with the law. Too many laws. Well, I'll see that he stays out. Don't go away, uh, Hilda. Well, now we're alone, Mr. Carter. That's right, Miss Revere. Oh, you know who I am? Look, those initials on your blouse, M.R., that doesn't stand for Mickey Rooney. Yeah. Besides, I'm too tall. Say, um, you ain't a detective or a cop. <laughs> no. I've been running your Uncle Pat's paper. Uncle Pat? Mm-hmm. I didn't know I had an Uncle Pat. Well, Patrick knew it, it seems. Poor fellow. It took me months to treat you. Didn't have much to go by, you know. Oh. And Uncle Pat, uh, when he, uh, got, uh, well, did he suffer? No, Maisie. He died the way he lived. Fighting. Oh, a boxer. <laughs> no. No, believe me, in Millvale, there are plenty of things to fight. Crooked politics, graft, corruption. 
Now that you're the new owner of the paper, Maisie, it's up to you to fight Mayor Kendall and his crooked machine. Oh, but I don't know anything about newspapers except that they all cost a nickel and they come in mighty handy when you got a hole in your shoe. Miss Revere, I didn't come all the way from Millvale to hear jokes. I'm here to make sure you don't dispose of the Sentinel. Well, you mean somebody'd buy it? Mayor Kendall and his gang in power. Now that your uncle is gone, Kendall and that crooked lawyer of his will stop at nothing to get control of the paper. But, Maisie, you mustn't sell it. Will you come back to Millvale with me and fight? Will you come on the next train? Well, this is kind of sudden. But, um, how about the cops? How will I be able to get out of town? Well, you just stay here, Maisie. I'll pick up the tickets and go down to Belfield and straighten out that insanity rap. Oh, See you later. Yeah. I'd uh, like to send a telegram to Benjamin J. Kendall, Millvale. Have prepared airtight release for Miss Revere to sign, giving ownership of paper to you. Stop. She couldn't know actual value of papers, so we'll try to keep price down to a maximum of $5,000. Stop. I'm going to see Miss Revere now. Anticipate no trouble. Signed, Ezekiel Lang. Maisie, Phil Carter. You are now legally uninsane. Oh, you fixed it, Phil. <laughs> There's a man on his way over right now with a release from Belfield Hospital for you to sign. A release? Yes. Waiving any claims of suit against Belfield for any mental anguish caused you. Oh. All you do, Maisie, is sign the release and you're in the clear. Oh, gee, that's a load off my overloaded mind, Phil. Oh, well, there's somebody at the door, Phil. Did I now? Good afternoon, uh, Miss Revere. Yes. Well, my name is Lang, Ezekiah Lang. And I have a very important legal matter to see you about. Oh, well, come in. Thank you. <laughs> so you fellas sure work fast, don't you? <laughs> in our business, you got to work fast. I know. Phil Carter just told me about you. Uh, oh, he did, huh? Yeah. He said you got a release for me to sign. You want to sign it? Well, of course. That'll prove I ain't crazy. Well, certainly proves something. Oh, well, here's the release, and we're prepared to pay you $5,000. $5,000? Okay, then $6,000. $6,000? Yes. Say, maybe hanging around with all those nuts, some of it rubbed off on you. All right, all right. $7,000, and not a penny more. $7,000? Yes. Well, this means you relinquish all claims, of course. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> Where do I sign? Oh, yes, of course. Uh, here, sign right here. Okay. Yeah. Good. And here's your 7000 in cash, Miss Revere. And your duplicate copy of the sale. Uh, I mean, release. Thanks a million. You're welcome, 7000 Oh, hello, Phil. Look at me. Seven thousand bucks in gift wrap, too. Wow. Where did you get that kind of loot? For signing that release from the hospital, Sally. Oh, for a minute I thought it. Seven thousand bucks for signing a release from an insane asylum? Mm hmm. Maisie, are you sure that you're all right up there? All right? Why, this proves I got brains I ain't even used yet. He started out with a measly five grand, but I played cagey with Mr. Lang and hit the jackpot. Oh, I see. Lang. Mm -hmm. 
Maisie, not, not Ezekiah Lang. Yeah, that's the dope. See, see, here's a copy of the release from the asylum. Well, let me see that. Oh, no. Oh, no, Maisie, this isn't a release from Belfield. It isn't? No, you just signed away your newspaper to those crooks. Oh, my gosh. Yes? I'm looking for Maisie Revere. I have a release for her to sign from Belfield. That's me. Take it back. Take it back? But, miss, this paper proves that you're not crazy. Here. Look at this paper. What's that? This proves I am. The Adventures of Maisie, starring Ann Southern, will continue in just a moment. have been worse. Mr. Lang did give me $7,000 for the newspaper. It's chicken feed. Well, I can feed this chicken for a long time. Maisie, there's more to a newspaper than just money. A newspaper gives you the chance to say something. Well, I'm not interested in saying anything. Oh, Maisie. Well, maybe it ain't too late, Phil. Maybe if I talk to Mr. Lang and return the money, maybe he has a soft spot. Maisie, if he has, it ain't in his head. Mm. Beside, all Ezekiah's probably rushing back to Millvale on the next train, the one we were supposed to take. Well, but if I sort of talk to him on the train... Maisie, don't kid yourself. The only woman that nearsighted old crook even bothers to talk to are widows with money. That's the way he made his pile, selling unsuspecting female stock in Texas oil wells that don't have any oil. Oh, I didn't think there were any places in Texas without oil. Say, Phil... Hmm. Did you say that Ezekiah is nearsighted? Without his glasses, he's blind as a bat. Oh. Why, Maisie? Something cooking in that brain of yours? Uh-huh. It's a long shot, but with your help, it might work. Hmm? Now, here's the idea, Phil. We'll both get on that train. I'll go to my compartment. You find Lang and get rid of his eyeglasses. Oh, sure. And then what? Well, you know the old saying, you can catch more flies with honey? Yeah, but Maisie... Just call me honey. <laughs> Well, well, Ezekiah Lang. Imagine finding a teetotal like you here in the club car. Oh, hello, Carter. Oh, just celebrating a little victory, that's all. <laughs> you know, Lang, the way you pull the wool over Maisie Revere's eyes deserves a great big slap on the back. <laughs> uh, easy there, Carter. You almost knocked my glasses off. Only pair I got with me. Oh, that's good. I, I mean... When I think of how you outwitted a smart guy like me, <laughs> I got a laugh. <laughs> yeah, it was funny, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, no hard feelings, Jen, Philip, my boy. Nope, nope. You're smarter than me, that's all, Ezekiah. I knew that. When you make up your mind to do something, you put it over with a bang. Oh, now you did it, Carter. My glasses. 
You knocked them off. Are they broken? Wait, I'll look on the floor. They are now. Oh, shucks. What do I do now? I can't even find my way back to my compartment. Oh, where's a Kyle? Let me help you. Here. Here, take my arm. Thanks. Uh, where is it? Uh, right here. Oh, thanks. Tell you what happened to your coat sleeve. Feels kind of moist. Oh, you cost your hand on my mouth. Oh. Come on, Ezekiah. We got to take good care of you. Very good care. Well, here's your compartment, Ezekiah, old boy. Mm, thanks, son. Now, uh, where's the door now? Right here, old boy. Thanks, Carter. <sighs> I'm exhausted. Ouch! What was that? You just sat down in my lap, big boy. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll get off. You don't have to, Sonny. You ain't heavy. Oh, I'm sorry, miss. I, I thought this was my compartment. I can't see very well. The glasses, you know. <laughs> don't go tall, dark, and nearsighted. Sit down beside me. Hmm? You're good-looking, and I'm in the mood. No, I don't think I... Uh, you really think I'm good-looking? When I'm in the mood, anybody's good-looking. <laughs> Sit down. I'll peel you a grape. Uh, uh, you know, it um, suddenly got very warm in here. Mm. I sure appreciate your company, Ezekiah. Oh, thanks. And I... Say, how'd you know my name was Ezekiah? Uh, just took a while, guess. Hmm. You wouldn't be going to my town, Millvale, by any chance, would you, uh, sweetie girl? <laughs> no, worse luck. I'm going way out west where men are. Oh. Uh, my third husband, or was it my fourth? No, it was my fifth. He left me some cash when he knocked off, and I'm looking for some place to invest it. Invest? Hmm. Oh. <laughs> Say, uh, you wouldn't be interested in uh, maybe... Oil stocks? Of course. Oh, that's good, because... Say, how did you know I was going to mention oil stocks? Simple. They strike me like the oily type. Hmm? No offense, men. Oh, of course. Oh, of course not. Well, now, uh, if you want to invest your money, maybe I could sort of help. Well, that's sweet, chum, but I just couldn't impose on a total stranger. Oh. What would you take me for? All you've got. I mean, a woman like you should be protected for the future. Now... I happen to own some shares in a valuable oil company. Well, sugar, all I have is $7,000 of hard-earned money. Hard-earned? Took me five husbands to accumulate it. Oh, tough. Mm. Well, by a strange coincidence, the 100 shares I have to sell happens to cost exactly $7,000. Well, wouldn't you just know it? Here's the money, friend. Uh, yes, um, is it 7000 I, I really can't see it. Uh, well, here, I'll riffle the bills for you. Yep, exactly 7000 Now, honey, where's the stock? Oh, the stock? Oh, well, uh, I've got a hundred share stock certificate right here in my pocket with my papers. I, uh, here, uh, can you pick it out for me? No glasses, you know. I've broken the club car. Mm -hmm. My pleasure, handsome. My pleasure. Uh, oh, careful. You <laughs> Well, this is it, handsome. Just uh, what I've been looking for. Uh, now, you just sign it back. I mean, over to me. Yes. You'll get your money, and I'll get my new, uh, my stock. Yes. Yeah. Here's a pen. Thank you. 
Now, that's my finger. Oh, oh, oh. This is the pen. Oh, yes, yes. Now, you just sign here. With pleasure. Not on your hand, Bob, on oh. this piece of paper. Oh, yes, yes. For, for a moment, I thought you were tickling me again. <laughs> well, friend, this is a very ticklish proposition. Uh, well, that's that. Yes. Well, I guess I'll go back to my own compartment now. <laughs> Good night, girly. Hey, silly boy, don't go out the window. Oh, shucks. I... I'll find the door. Just turn me around and point me at it. Good night. Good night. Well, I guess this must be my compartment. Oh, oh, pardon me, madam. Now? Oh, ecstatic, Maisie. We've got the paper back, and now we'll show those crooks who they're fooling with. You know, Maisie, when I look at you now, it's it's with different eyes. Well, there's nothing wrong with the old ones, Filthy. To me, now you're... Well, you... Oh, gee, I didn't think you noticed. Maisie, you're going to be proud someday that you're Maisie Revere and not somebody else. Oh, but I am somebody else. Hmm? Uh-huh. Maisie Revere's just my stage name. My real name is Mary Anastasia O'Connor, after my mother's favorite sister. Uh, Phil, what's the matter? Maisie, old Pat's real name was Revere, not O'Connor. I, I guess in my haste to find the heir, I didn't bother to check close enough. Oh, I might have known it. I'm the wrong one. Not the Maisie Revere who inherited the paper. I, I'm sorry I made such a mess of it. Me too. Well, I guess it's goodbye, Phil. But, but where are you going? Back to Belfield. After what I went through without asking questions, I guess I belong there after all. In just a moment, we shall return to the adventures of Maisie. without a newspaper. Some people come into the world with nothing and others go out with nothing. Me, I'm different. I just have nothing all the way through. I guess maybe if I was a different kind of person, I could have bluffed my way through as the Maisie Revere who did inherit the paper. But telling lies is just too much trouble. You always got to remember what you said. Well, here I am back home in Brooklyn again, searching for a way to keep the wolf from the door. By myself, mind you. There's one thing I've found out. If you want a helping hand, the best place to look for it is at the end of your own arm. 
You've just heard The Adventures of Maisie, starring Anne Southern. Maisie is presented by arrangement with Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer, producers of Key to the City, starring Clark Gable, Loretta Young, Frank Morgan, and Marilyn Maxwell. Maisie was written by Arthur Phillips. Original music was composed and conducted by Harry Zimmerman. Supporting cast included Ken Christie, Mary McGovern, Peter Leeds, Sidney Miller, Will Wright, and B. Benaderet. Jack McCoy speaking. Babe, say, how about a little... Ca- Ow! Does that answer your question, buddy? The Adventures of Maisie, starring Anne Southern. You all remember Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer's famous Maisie pictures. In just a moment, you'll hear Maisie in radio, starring the same glamorous star you all went to see and loved on the screen, Anne Southern. But first, your announcer. Southern as Maisie. Yep, I'm Maisie, like the fellow just said, Maisie Revere. Yeah, I was born in Brooklyn, right in the very shadow of the promised land, Ebbets Field. <laughs> I guess I'm no different than any girl who works for a living. I read the morning paper to see what's new with Dick Tracy and rush down to the subway. In New York, five million people ride the subway every day. And I always manage to get into the car that has the five million in it. That's why, as long as I can remember, I've had one ambition. To have a car of my own. And this morning, it looked like my dream was about to come true. I kind of felt I could afford a used car because I was working at the Fulton department store and the job looked steady. I'd been on it three days and hadn't been fired yet. So I went down to a used car lot to pick up my first car. I didn't really have the money yet to buy anything, but I didn't think it would do any harm to look. You won't make a mistake, Miss Revere. You buy this car. Just listen to that motor. Let's do it purr. What'd you say? I said the motor's so smooth you can hardly hear it. You better talk louder. The motor's so noisy I can't hear you. What'd you say? Oh, never mind. I don't think I'm interested in this convertible cement mixer. Just let me off at the nearest subway station. I'm going to be late for work. Uh, let's not make any hasty decisions, baby. We're a reliable firm. Every car we sell, we stand behind. Well, stand behind this one, buddy, and push. I'm in a hurry to get to work. Oh, now look, chick. Every car we sell is guaranteed. You you give me 80 bucks and I'll give you this ju- uh, lovely car and no questions asked. Well, maybe. 
first I'll have to drive it myself. Step on the brakes and stop there in the corner of Third Street. Okay, baby. Well, I guess Fourth Street will do. Now let me get behind the wheel. Okay. There. Miss! Miss! Look out! I gotta be going now. Gotta get to the store. Now, wait a minute. Just look at that car. It's all smashed to bits. Yeah. And I just nudged that pole with it and it fell apart. Well, on second thought, I don't think I'm interested in buying that particular car. Well, bye now, and thanks for your courtesy. Oh, no, you don't. Come on into that drugstore with me while I phone and tell the boss. Now, wait a minute, mister. There's only one type of man that can order me around. Yeah. And you're the type. Hello, boss. This is Jack. Hey, you remember I took that Revere dame out to demonstrate the green coupe? Uh, you mean that 1928 model? No, no, no. The old one. But we're out here on Sunland Boulevard. That car's a total wreck. Naturally. That's why I'm letting it go for 80 bucks. Now, look, boss. I'm trying to tell you. The dame drove it into a telephone pole. I want you to send the wrecking car to pick it up. Car's on Sunland between 8th and 9th. Yeah, sure, sure. I'll send the truck. Where's the car exactly? Closer to 8th or closer to 9th? It's from 8th to 9th. Hey, boss, what'll I do? The dame's outside the booth waiting. What's to do? You collect the dough and you get out back here and take over for me for a while. My cheeks are getting sore from all this smiling. But she ain't got the dough. She's only a dame that works as a sales girl in the department store. Well, so what? You know what to do. Okay, boss, okay. But my heart won't be in it. Well, girlie, I just told Smiling Frankie what happened. And? He stopped smiling. Oh, I'm sorry. He has such lovely teeth. So have you, baby. It's a shame. What's a shame, signed worried stiff? What'll happen to them bicuspidors of yours if you don't come across? Oh, please, mister, I don't know you that well. I mean, for that wreck you just wrecked. That'll be $80.34, approximately. 34 cents? Yeah, that's for the tax. Oh, you mean the things that held the car together. <laughs> well, okay, I've got just enough money on me to pay it. The price of the car? No, the tax. I have grave fears, doll, that that will not do. Oh, but gee, suppose I can't raise the money. What will you do? <laughs> that's what I thought. Well, and why are we late this morning, Miss Revere? Well... A likely story. It's this way, Mr. Snark. I had an accident in a car. Well, that's a new one. No, it was an old one. Um, Mr. Snark, I'm in trouble. I'm glad. I need $80. Indeed. Isn't there any way I can borrow an advance on my salary? Well, you might talk to Mr. Endicott, the store manager. He sometimes lets down the bars if there's a female concerned. Oh, yeah. I've heard about him. He's a greyhound. A greyhound? Yeah. Too fast to be a wolf. <laughs> Who's there? I'd like 
to see you, Mr. Endicott. Oh, a girl. Well, how are you? Uh, Mr. Endicott, I'm Maisie Revere, and I work here, and... Well, I don't know whether you've noticed me. Of course I've noticed you, Miss Revere. You're a girl, aren't you? And a very pretty girl. Oh, Mr. Endicott, you say that to all the girls here. Yes, drooly little devil, aren't I? Now, what can I do for you, my dear? Well, um, it's this way. I need $80, and I need it badly. Really? How badly? Eh, not that badly. Well, I can <laughs> dream, can't I? Well, um, all I want is a loan against my salary in the future. Well, Miss Revere, it's against the policy of the store to advance money to an employee. Oh. But to a friend, a lovely, understanding friend. Uh, look, mister, maybe I ain't so smart when it comes to punctuation, but I was taught that it ain't correct to end a sentence with a proposition. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> Oh, miss, would you kindly wait on me, please? Oh, I'm sorry, madam. My mind was on something else. Well, what can I do for you? Well, I'd like some perfume, please. Oh, yeah, sure. We have a very fine selection. Passion, mad desire, wild love. Uh, don't you have anything for a beginner? Oh, yes. This bottle of surrender. Very potent, you know. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. If you've got a date with a man, don't use any of this stuff if you're bluffing. It's uh, $20 an ounce. Oh, well, I'm interested in something better than that. Do you mind if I just look around a bit? Oh, not at all. Mm. Smells yummy. Howdy, babe. Yes, sir. What can I do for you? Oh, it's you. You got a good memory for faces. That's good. Yeah. Because if I don't get that 80 bucks, it'll be nice to remember what your face used to look like. You mean you're going to take me for a ride, maybe? Uh, no, no. You've already had your ride. Oh, now you better pay up. And if by some condition which is beyond your control, the dough ain't forthcoming, me and the boys will await your explanations outside in our bulletproof, bloodproof, screamproof car. But you can't wait out there. You'll get a ticket for parking. We're used to living dangerously. So long, girly. And just to remind you, we'll be out there waiting every so often. We'll blow our horn to remind you of our presence. Oh, you're kidding, ain't you? Just playing games, huh? Ain't yeah. you? Yeah. But we play for keeps. So long, baby. Bye. Oh, miss. Miss, how much does this bottle cost? Why, miss, what happened? You look like you've just seen a ghost. I have. Mine. The Adventures of Maisie, starring Anne Southern. Continue in just a moment. Miss, 
remember me, your customer? Oh, yes, sir. I mean, lady. I mean, oh, yes, you. Um, if you don't mind, I'd rather have a bottle of perfume. Oh, well, you're in luck. We have that, too. I'm so glad. I'll take this bottle of first love. Wrap it, please. Sure, that'll be Dixie Sours. I mean, $60. <coughs> oh, jeepers. Oh, you broke the bottle, you clumsy fool, and all over me. Oh, I'm sorry. It, it won't happen again. Oh. You can say that again, Miss Revere. You're fired. Good. Look at me. I'm a mess. Well, you can't blame that on me. What have we here? Well, this awkward girl dropped a $60 bottle of perfume all over me. $60 worth. Such unpardonable clumsiness. I'm leaving this store and never shopping here again. Oh, please don't go, madam. You won't be annoyed by this sales girl again. Miss Revere, leave immediately, but... Miss me... Revere, don't you dare leave this store. Why, thanks, Mr. Endicott. Why, you're not the louse everybody says you are. Oh, yes, I am. Miss Revere, you're going to keep on working here till you pay off the price of that bottle of perfume you broke. Oh, I'm proud of you, Mr. Endicott. That's the nastiest thing you've ever done. But gosh, it'll take me weeks to pay what I owe you, and... and uh, oh, I'll be glad to stay in this store and work day and night to do it. You'll probably have to. Well, Miss Revere, since you're staying on, get busy this instant and show this lady another bottle of perfume. But I'm so nervous right now. All right, Miss, all right. I'll take this bottle of Desire at midnight. Oh, well, yes, Miss, I'll wrap it. Oh, jeepers. Oh, another bottle of perfume all over me. I won't be able to sleep with myself tonight. Well, you can always sleep in another room. And shop in another store. Goodbye. Mr. Endicott, may I fire her now, please? Well, oh, well, I'll work it off, Mr. Endicott. Day and night I'll stay here and clean up after hours and scrub floors. I'll sleep in the store and never even leave. I know I've broken two bottles of perfume, but I can do better. Yes, but in a department without glassware, lovely breakable glassware. Mr. Snark, come, Miss Revere. <laughs> Miss Revere, I'm sure you can't break anything here in the curtain department. Dreamer. Oh, uh, yes, madam. Anything I can do for you? Yes, thank you. I'm doing over my salon, miss. The decor is going to be strictly Louis XIV. Oh, that's very good taste, madam. That's one of the nicest Louises. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> do you have anything in curtains to match this old antique vase? Yes. I mean, yes. Uh, Something quite uh, shishy, if you don't mind. To set off this priceless bit of pottery. It's been in the family for yours and yours. The vase hard. Yours. Oh. Oh, that bit of fluff there seems to be the type of brocade I've been searching for. Would you please hold the vase while I feel the texture? Oh, certainly. Gosh, this vase sure is delicate. <gasps> oh, oh. Oh, I did it again. Oh. My beautiful vase. I think I'm going to faint. Wait for your turn. I'm first. Miss Rivia, what was that crash? Oh, you didn't. Uh-huh. I shall sue the store for the full value of that vase. Two thousand dollars. Good day, miss. What's so good about it? Miss Revere, do you know how much you owe the store now? I thought you were keeping score. Exactly two thousand one hundred and thirty dollars. Gee. You're going to stay here and work. Do every nasty little chore that arises until your debt is paid. Oh, well, gee, at that rate, I won't really have time to leave the store. Probably not. 
Oh, well, gosh, that's the best news I've heard today. Let's see now. Ah, the luggage department. Leather. I'm certain you can't break well, it. Well, it ain't going to be easy, but I can try. Hello? Yes, this is Mr. Endicott, the manager, talking. Who? Oh, the First National Bank. Yeah, I know the guards were here to pick up the day's receipts, but I didn't have it ready yet. I had a little trouble with the girl. What? Uh, no, in a business way. Uh, no, don't send the guards again. I've already packed the money in a suitcase. You're not bad. $113,000. Yes, I'll be right over there. Good ride. Here we come in. Uh, Mr. Endicott, you'll have to do something right away. She's breaking the place all up. That Revere girl again? Oh, no, sir. Mrs. Van Norbert. She claims that one of our sales girls broke a $2,000 vase of hers. Oh, sounds like Miss Revere's department. Why didn't I just fire her? I don't have the brains of a two-year-old idiot. Oh, yes, you do, Mr. Endicott. <laughs> I, I mean, you'd better do something to calm Mrs. Van Norbert. She threatens to sue the store unless she gets reimbursed for that vase. She's at the complaint department now, and she's raising an awful, if you'll pardon the expression, stink. Okay, okay, I'll go right down. Here, take this suitcase and put it in my car, and be very careful with it. Oh, yes, sir. Oh, my, beautiful piece of luggage, this. I've never seen a pigskin bag with gold edging like this before. It must be worth a fortune. You're not kidding. Now get going with that suitcase. Uh, yes, sir, at once, sir. Oh, I didn't see you. Did I knock you down? No, no, no. I'm just sitting here practicing my yogi lesson. Oh, I... Help me up, please. Yes, yes, ma'am. Yes. Uh, mm, pardon me, madam, but you smell... I should. I'm wearing $130 worth of perfume. Oh. I've been sniffed at from one end of this store to the other end. Oh, Oh, my ankle. Oh, uh, does it hurt bad? Oh, I think it's broken. Take me to your store, Dr. Quick. Uh, yes, 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 ma'am. Oh, oh, my, such a day. Here, lean on me. Oh, no, no, I can't. You'll have to carry me. Oh, but I can't with a suitcase. Well, put it down. Oh. I may want to use this ankle again. Now, be quick. Uh, but, but the manager How said that I... How would you like a nice, big, fat lawsuit on your hands? Oh, but we wouldn't, ma'am. Here, I'll leave the suitcase by the counter and rush you to the doctor. Upsy-daisy. Oh. Now hurry. And you don't have to hold your nose, either. Well, here we are in luggage, Miss Revere. And for the first time, I can breathe easier. I can't. That woman I splashed all that perfume over must have been down here airing herself out. I mean I can breathe easier because I feel fairly certain that you can't break any of these pieces of luggage. Hmm. Looks like this nervousness of mine must have caught on. One of the suitcases fell off the counter. Oh, this pigskin job with the gold edging? Mm-hmm. Well, what are you waiting for, Miss Revere? Put it back on the counter with the other luggage. Oh, sure, sure. Gee, it sure is heavy. It feels like it's already packed for a trip. Well, Miss Revere, I must get back to my department. Now, take over and sell. Sell like crazy. Yes, sir. Crazy selling is my specialty. Oh, here's somebody that looks like a customer. Um, what can I do for you, sir? Oh, I don't know. Uh, what you got that's cheap? Well, how about some nice luggage in case you want to go someplace? Hey, hey, nope. I've already been someplace. 
Now, here's a lovely suitcase. This one. Oh, yes. It's genuine pigskin, and we throw in that gold edging free. Gee, it sure looks smart like. But it's a little dirty. Well, you know how pigs are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's on sale. Everything on this counter is three ninety-five. Well, I think maybe I'll take that one. Here's your money. Oh, yes, sir. And here's your change. Oh, thanks. I'll just take the suitcase with me. Gee, will my wife be surprised when she finds out what I brought? <laughs> Gee, it sure is heavy. Could you leave that suitcase I gave you just lying around? You're nothing but an idiot. A nincompoop. A... A... Moron? Yes, thanks. Oh, that's all right. Now, where did you leave that suitcase? Oh, uh, let's see. Uh, it was right here alongside the luggage counter, sir. Oh, hello, Mr. Endicott. Anything I can do for you? I'm looking for a pigskin suitcase trimmed with gold. With gold? Oh, I'm afraid you're a little late. I just sold the only one we had. Sold it? Uh-huh. Miss Revere, how could you do a thing like that? Well, Mr. Endicott, I got other talents besides just breaking things. Miss Revere, do you know how much that suitcase was worth? Well, I'd say about a buck and a half because it looked a little used. But I got three ninety-five for it. Oh, no! Oh, no. Oh, yes. And it wasn't easy to unload it, either. I had to do quite a selling job. Miss Revere, for your information, that bag was worth $113,000. Oh, Mr. Endicott, you and your markup. This reveal that suitcase was filled with money. Oodles of money to go to the bank. A hundred and thirteen thousands of dollars. Thirteen. Miss Revere. I know. Now I owe you a little more, don't I? Get out, you're fired. But I can't. Outside, they're waiting for me. I might get killed. Oh, gee, that's swell. You're fired too, Scott. Me? But I didn't think Mr. You... Endicott, you can't fire him. Oh, yes, I can. Now out of my way. I've got to get that money back. I'll call the police. I'll offer a reward, a thousand dollars. Two thousand. Gee, a reward. Oh, that would solve everything. Pay for the wrecked car. Is there anything I can do, Maisie? Well, just pray that I can find that goon I sold the bag to. He couldn't be very far from the store yet. Mister! Mister! Oh, mister with a pigskin suitcase! Oh, fine. I forgot he was still waiting out here. Well, baby, got the dough. Don't bother me. I'm looking for a man with a pigskin face and gold edging. I mean, a bag with a stupid face. Look, miss, the dough. Well, yeah, that's why. Did you see anybody that fits that description? No, and I'm glad. Now, about the money. And the police will soon be here. Uh, the cops? Mm-hmm. Well, so long, miss. Uh, forget what I said. I was only kidding. But Mr. Endicott sent for me. Yeah, so long, babe. Uh, oh. Did you find him yet, Maisie? No, but oh. half my troubles are over. What? I'm out here talking to you, and I ain't even dead. Oh, Maisie, are you all right? Yeah, but I'll be all right if I find that guy with the suitcase. Uh, say, miss, I like to talk oh, to you. Oh, go away, mister. I'm looking for somebody. I... Oh, say, it's you. Oh, sure it's me. I could have told you that right away. Uh-huh. Oh, the bag. You've still got it? Yeah. And I changed my mind about buying it. It's too heavy to carry. Oh, yeah. 
Here's your money back. Oh, thanks. For a minute, I thought I was going to be stuck with it, though. <laughs> well, we're, we're a reliable company. And, mister, I'm so happy I could kiss you. Uh-huh. There. Mmm, gee. Mom told me shopping was fun, but I didn't think it would be this kind of fun. Oh, there you are, Mr. Endicott. I did it, I did it. Here's the suitcase. With all the money, I think. Here, let me have that bag. There, there. I've got to see if all the money's there. Here, it's all there. Well, how can you tell without counting it? I used to work in a bag. Well, how about it? How about what? The reward. Reward? Yeah, you remember before you went to call the cops, you said reward, money, bucks, green stuff, 2,000 of it? <laughs> that was before I got it back. Uh-huh. Goodbye, Miss Revere. Scram. Oh, but Mr. Endicott, you gave your word. There he is, Sarge. The quick with the suitcase. Yeah, yeah, fits the description. Pigskin with gold trim. Hey, just a moment, officers. You've got me wrong. Correction. We've got you right. With the money. Put the bracelets on him, Hennessy. My pleasure. Look, you're making a mistake. I'm the manager and I can prove it. Okay, start proving. Well, certainly. One of our sales girls is right here. Miss Revere. I beg your pardon, sir. Uh, were you addressing me? Of course I'm addressing you. Tell these policemen who I am. Me? <laughs> I never saw you before in my life. Did I, Scotty? Yes. Oh, of course not. Well, let's go, Raffles. Yes. Now, wait a minute. You know I'm the manager of the store, remember? Well, how should I know? I don't work here. Remember? Let's go, Tubby. Well, somebody's got to know me. Scott, Scott, now look. You'd do a favor for a friend, wouldn't you? Certainly, stranger. Oh, no. Well, of course, there are ways of people suddenly remembering people. Aren't there, Scotty? Uh, oh, yeah, so I've heard. Now, please, miss, have a heart. Well, I'm trying to think back. And I believe that I can remember better when I'm rewarded about $2,000 worth, maybe. Yes. Come on, Bob, I'm double paid. Now, now, wait, wait. Okay, okay, $2,000 worth. And a couple of jobs back? Yes, yes. And better working conditions and better pay and two weeks vacation for everybody? Yes, yes, anything. And a chance for the salespeople to get nasty with the customers once in a while, like during the war. And a whole hour for lunch and a chance to sit down and rest. In just a moment, we shall return to the adventures of Maisie. told the truth about Endicott and cleared my conscience. Funny thing about a conscience, if you've noticed, it doesn't stop you from doing something you shouldn't. It just stops you from enjoying it. With the reward money, I settled for that breakage, and now I'm broke. But there's one good thing about having nothing. Things can't get any worse. Well, it's back to the subway for me again. Gosh, I hate to get into that musty, crowded thing. I must remember to go to the zoo this Sunday for a breath of fresh air. 
You have just heard The Adventures of Maisie, starring Ann Southern. Maisie is presented by arrangement with Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer, producers of the Technicolor musical Nancy Goes to Rio, starring Ann Southern, Jane Powell, Barry Sullivan, and Carmen Miranda. Maisie was written by Arthur Phillips. Original music was composed and conducted by Harry Zimmerman. Supporting cast included Lorene Tuttle, Sheldon Leonard, Sidney Miller, Gerald Moore, Joan Banks, Peter Leeds, Frank Nelson, and Shep Menken. Jack McCoy speaking. Now, you seem to me to be a connoisseur of the best of radio drama. In which case, make sure you're subscribed to the Monday Matinee feed. There we have our weekly series of dramatic, theatrical, classic, eclectic and live radio drama. So, yeah, either the main mutual audio network feed for all types and genres of audio drama or the Monday Matinee. And we'll see you there. The Mutual Audio Drama Network, where we listen and imagine together.